voice cracked a little at the end. That sounded weird. We're going to run with it. Just how we do it. Uh, stalling, 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 stall. I stall a lot, I stall a lot, and then I stall some more. Um, shit. I just need one thing to talk about. One thing to talk about, Lou. So we, I feel like self-conscious because there's people in the next room and they could probably hear me record the intro. All right, we're going to make it about self-consciousness. Welcome back to another episode of Good Enough with Stefano Sanzo. I'm your host, Stefano Sanzo. You're my listeners, the good few. And we're back at it again, baby. I'm fucking hungry. I fasted all throughout today. I'm still fasting because I've been I've been pigging out a little bit. And uh, I, I respond to pigging out with uh, not eating for a little bit. It's I traded one eating disorder for another. I get it. It's, it's whatever. It works for me. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I'm in a little bit of a weird mood because I have a very empty stomach. I haven't eaten anything all day. It's 5 p.m. I got up at 6. So, yeah, do that math. It's a lot, and I'm still not eating. But anyhow, I hope you guys are doing great. I am, other than the fact that I'm hungry. Self-consciousness. How about it? Um, That was on my mind today. Yeah, don't do things for you. Sorry, do things for you. Leave out the don't part. Do things for you and do not give a fuck about what people have to say because it'll stray you away from whatever it is that you're doing and you'll end up losing the joy that the things that you do gives you. So, that's what I have to say about that. Now, because I've been feeling... I'll get pressure from friends, usually. Friends and maybe like a few people online or just some voice in my head that's saying I should be going a different direction with something. And I end up losing my passion for, for the thing, you know, don't lose your passion for shit. Fuck. Anyhow, uh, this was a fun little, fun little, uh, episode. Uh, Dan came in on pretty short notice, which was pretty cool of him. Cause, uh, I really not, uh, I have a lot of guests coming up, but didn't have a guest for this week. So I'm going to be recording like five podcasts and, amount of a few days but anyhow dan brown is a very interesting fellow he's a comedian a connecticut-based comedian uh known him since i started he was one of the first comedians i ever met and he uh actually is into animation um he's he's, he's an animator uh we talked a little bit about that he if, if you guys have watched uh we talk about it on the episode but if, if if you watch the po the the video i posted of chris sear and myself uh, it was an episode of uh, Good Enough that I had him animate. It was really cool. And yeah, so he's the one behind that. Um, we talked about some weird shit. It was, it was some very interesting energy in the air today. And I'm going to let you guys kind of decipher whatever the hell we were talking about. Um, but it was fun. It was fun. Uh, so on that note, I'm going to let you get to it. This is episode, Jesus Christ, who knows, 46, I think, of Good Enough. Uh, we'll see you guys when we see ya. I love you a lot. Peace. Couldn't afford the rights to any songs. So I wrote this one. We're not the best, but we're good enough. Let's start the podcast now. It's good enough. Uh... My standard first line is keep on trucking. Awesome. Um, <laughs> real cool. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, what am I? Yoda? I, I don't have a first line. No, it's fine. It's fine. You're so flustered. You're so nervous. No, I'm just kidding. No, I, I think I'm just like a jittery weirdo most of the time. Like, I'm kind of like a flesh and blood Muppet sort but, of guy. But you know that about yourself. And that's actually one of the things I really like about your stand-up. Yay. The reason I do that first line thing is because uh, I used to just talk way too long oh. before my guests would start talking, and I didn't like it. So, say something, Dan. Keep on trucking. You fucking did it again! <laughs> <laughs> That's I what I mean. So, all right, where does keep on trucking come from? I don't know. I think it's just something that, like... It sounds like something you wouldn't say, which is funny yeah, that like, you would say it. Most people probably would not say that. Yeah, uh, I think it like people from the seventies used to say that when they're all those weird like we got a convoy movies. You gotta like, keep on trucking. Yeah, it was like uh, I think it was like a popular seventies theme, and I just I don't what know what it is. About, what is it about the seventies that keeps you tied to it? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just old and out of touch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, before we get going here, uh, t- let, let me guess. Know uh, who the hell you are. Um. Well, 
I I'm pretty. I guess I'm a weirdo. Can you go with your name first? My name is Dan Brown. <laughs> See what I'm talking about? I don't even I don't even understand this fo- introduction type thing. So no, I do an I do an intro in the beginning of the show, like before all this, which is why. Yeah. You'll figure it out. Well, we've known each other for for years, I guess, since the Joker's wild days. The Joker's that. wild fucking days. Strange, strange time, man. So, like, right now, just because everything is so, like, destructed, what do you even consider yourself? It's like, I, I have trouble calling myself a comedian right now, <laughs> just because, but but I know you, you know, stay busy with some other stuff. Um, I, I've gone to some open mics. I've done, like, I did one backyard show. I guess I, I, I don't really label myself, like, I... I don't know. I just think I think I just go through life and then I do things like I don't really apply those labels, but I do. I mean, I used to play guitar for years and in the New Haven area and I've been doing comedy. I've been an animator like I don't know. Yeah. So I, that's actually something I really wanted to get into with you today because uh, you're the only person I eh, I guess I know other people who do animation, but like you're kind of are you breaking into it as a hobby as something that you want to move forward with? Like maybe maybe just become an animator because it is really cool work. I mean, if people are willing to pay me to animate, then I will happily keep doing it. But I mean, I, I was. <laughs> but, yeah. And I, lo- and I love the thing you made. A, a, a lot of people, uh, whoever listens to the show, I imagine saw that clip from the Chris Sear episode that I had you animate. And, uh, Dan Brown was the one who animated that for anybody who's seen that clip. But Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that I limit myself to any of these fields. I think they're just things that I do. Like, I'm probably always going to play guitar for the rest of my life, even if I never make any money doing it. I'm probably all always going to uh do stand up comedy for the rest of my life even if i and animation is the same thing like i just um like i feel like i have this unhealthy attachment to certain art forms like i like thinking about how movies work i like thinking about how jokes work and music and i'm always going to be thinking about it because it's i've got this inherent uh need to understand those things and it's almost unhealthy in that i often don't make good life choices because i'm too busy thinking about these things and um so yeah, I'm. I guess I. I just. I'm a generalist. Like I'm just a creative generalist. If creative that makes... generalist is actually yeah. a pretty pretty good label. Oh. You, you, it's funny after after all that, you still end up coming out with a label. But right. uh, no, that's fa- that's actually fa- fascinating that you that you are able you're self aware enough to acknowledge that you're. It could be unhealthy at times. Yeah. Now now unhealthy as in, like you you say like make bad life decisions. Like, sorry you 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 just ignore things that are seemingly more important you're saying i it's more like i could be making better choices in terms of like employment like Uh, oh okay like i just i have trouble focusing on things that i don't care about but that's an important soundbite right there you you have trouble focusing on things you don't care why the fuck give it focus if you don't care about it you know what i mean because my tummy feels rumbly (laughs) (laughs) oh and you need to eat food right 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 right. i got you but um right yeah obviously you need to pay the bills that's that is an important thing to do but you don't want to put you know too much time and too much thought into things that suck yeah right? i mean I don't how much to... time do we have here anyway in in life i don't have a whole lot <laughs> <laughs> like my life's half over already oh geez man why are you gonna bring it down like that no, I'm, just I'm, I'm a downer why did you invite me on this positive affirmation and podcast? No, no, no. you come in here with whatever energy you want i will never try to make people be positive like me that's uh, fucking insanity like <laughs> you do seem like you're very joyful yeah i i i i, I i'm i wouldn't say necessarily fulfilled but i i try to lead a fulfilling life so a lot of the things, like, it's all there. Like, all, all the things that keep me happy, I do them a lot. So, and I guess na- naturally I'm kind of happy. But, like, it all comes, there's darkness there. You know, I, I, it's, not, it's not like I'm all sunshine and rainbows. Where, but like, where does your darkness come from? I, um, a lot of it had to do with being a fat kid, I think. Uh. And, and, and maybe just, like, I don't personally find myself stupid, but, like, I often feel stupid around other people because my brain just doesn't work the same way as a, as I or someone who's maybe like conventionally smart. I don't know. If, Do you feel like sense. most people probably feel like they're somewhat stupid because like we all have our areas of expertise. Like if I'm good at, I don't. <laughs> I'm sure you must. <laughs> now like, there's some stuff I could do. <laughs> like if like if I'm good at I don't know subject A. Whenever I leave subject A, 
and and there are other people and they're good at subject B and C. You don't know about subject B and C. So maybe they're like judging you because like, did you ever get a job and like it's your first day on the job and there's a guy that's been there for 10 years and he acts like you're stupid because you don't know the things that it took him 10 years to learn? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's that, that's idiotic. I hate yeah. when people are like that. I feel like they're, everybody must have their areas where they don't know anything and they must always feel stupid on some right. level. Well, everybody, everybody's a moron. I agree with you there. Yeah. Like, like, because... The minute you even learn, oh, there's a great quote that I always forget, but the minute you learn anything, you become a beginner or anything, you realize how stupid you are in that thing that you don't know. Yeah. Right? Like the, the first time you tried to animate something, you realize how fucking terrible you are at animation. You realize how little you know about animation the first time you tried to animate something. Yeah. Same thing with the first time you got on stage and did comedy. You realize how little you know about the art of stand-up comedy. You're a funny person or you understand how, you know, a little bit about a joke. But once you get on stage and you really get your hands there, you're like, oh, oh my God, there's so much more. So I'm just like, the more you learn, the more you reveal you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like the smartest people in the world are actually the dumbest because they realize how little they actually know. Yeah. And there, and there's like this study, I think it's called the Dunning-Kruger study, yeah. where, it, where it has to do with like the people who think, who people who are the most confident usually know the least. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I feel like you have to be some kind of weird sociopath type of person in order to. I'm the, I'm like better than everybody. Yeah, and no, it, for sure. I I I used I think I used to see my a lot of what I when I say that I'm like I'm dumb. Uh, I used to see myself as an intellectual years ago. I definitely did, and that was. Were you around the age twenty when you thought exactly? This? Yeah, <laughs> or, or, or late teens, early twenty. Yeah, I definitely saw myself as an intellectual. And then, you know, I, I take a look at, like, what an intellectual actually is. You listen to an intellectual talk, some TED Talks, some audio books, some podcasts, and you're like, oh, I'm an idiot. Mm. And and once I, like, like kind of got comfortable with that, honestly, I, like, lifted a massive weight off my shoulders. I'm like, yeah, I don't need to – I'm not functioning at that level. There's some things I could do to a decent degree, but I'm no genius, mm. you know, and, and people – think they know it all guess what they can't learn anything because there's no room in their fucking brain for it because they're so damn sure they know everything and they don't even try correct so as a dumb person i find i learn a lot more <laughs> yeah. when under the guise of being smart you literally that's the whole thing you think you won you think you finished yeah I, I learned all this stuff the most stubborn people in the world they're so damn stupid because <laughs> they're not willing to put anything new in their brain I always thought it was interesting. Like my dad, he was kind of like a person who thought he was really smart and he was smart when it came to like physics and math. But when it came to interacting with people, he would just be very like almost insulting and dismissive. And it just, I don't know. I think that's like, I didn't always get along with him. And I think that was the main reason that you started stand up comedy. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I think I started stand up comedy because just cause like I have a personality where it's like, when I see people doing things that are interesting, I'm yeah. like, I want to do that too. I'm right on. I put a pin in that because I I just wanted to talk about how uh, uh, like, I'm the the exact opposite of what you just explained about your father. Whereas I I would I I'm comfortable admitting that I'm borderline special needs when it comes to math. Hmm. I I really am comfortable saying that's not an exaggeration. I am so painfully bad at pretty simple mathematics. Well, you, but you also I mean like I. I I'm, I don't want to be dismissive of math, but at the same time, I haven't used it in. I I don't really use a lot of math to the point where the other day I was just like, I forgot my nine tables. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're like, and you're like, did I need them? But you know, engineers, people like there there are fields that really need to be great at math. Yeah. I've not found that I've ever needed to be fantastic at it. Any any time I need to use it, I whip out a calculator. I have it on me at all times. It's called a cell phone. But um, yeah, I I you know, on the other end. I could talk to anybody. I could talk to, I, I've had so, I've interviewed so many people that I've never said a word to in person and yeah. I'm comfortable with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's so, definitely a valuable skill. Cause I'm, I'm the opposite of that. And it's one of those things. I don't even realize it's a skill because it's kind of naturally a thing that comes with being me, but also something I've worked on because I enjoyed doing it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, what were you saying about, uh, getting into stand up? Oh yeah. So I'm, I'm the same way where like, if I see a thing that I like or I'm interested in, I got to at least try it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so, a lot of a, a lot of that is just like, well, you know, I see this guy on stage having a great time. I, I want to try it as well. So I, I completely get it. But uh, what's funny about you is that like you're not um, you don't seem like you don't have the personality type of somebody who would be a comedian. I, well, that's not even no. everybody has, every, every, you know, every style of personality is a comedian. It's like you're not very performative. You know what I mean? In in like speaking conversation. Right. 
You mean like in terms of like gestures and well, yeah, emotions? But, and... um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I feel like, I mean, I, how often do you, have you seen me do comedy? Cause I feel like I've been evolving. I feel like I've become more expressive over the years. Yeah. On stage. No, for, for sure. On stage. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, in person, I, I'm definitely, um, reserved, I guess you could say, right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. I mean, uh, I don't know. I just, uh, I'm, I'm not really, I'm not a people person. And I don't know, maybe that sounds like I'm a snob or it's like, no, an God, or no. but I don't know. Not like, everybody's a, per- a people person. Yeah. I feel like I talked to like two people in the entire time that I was in high school. Like I, wow. Yeah. I, I, before I was in the door, I probably already talked to 10 every day. And that's not like an exaggeration. I'm just saying like, or sorry, not, not, not supposed to be a brag or anything. It's just like, I, I love, love people. It's, and just to say like, you know, you're not, not, not only are you not a snob, like I'll, I'll tell you there are cons to being a people person. Uh, one I'm still, I still have the same 24 hours in the day that you have, right? There's a lot of fucking people who talk to me, who need a little bit of time for me, who, you know, I, and it's like, I can't, de- how, how much time could I really give out to people? And it's like, I also love people, so I don't like turning them down. So I end up just like, you know, I'm running around left and right doing all this shit all the time. Uh, also, uh, it's, it's just exhausting to keep that many relationships in check. You know what I mean? Do you find that the more people you talk to, the more people try to take advantage of you? Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Fortunately, that. I don't have a whole lot to offer. So, <laughs> so, uh, so I find that people aren't, you know, people aren't really using me other than the fact that like they, they need the emotion. They need the energy from me. That's really all I have to give. I'm, I don't, ha- I don't have a lot of money. You know what I mean? I don't give, I'm not, I, I'm not going to give you a whole bunch of maybe opportunities. I don't know. I have a decent network of people that you could have access to and I'll try to make you feel good. Those are, those are really what I'm bringing to the table. Nice. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, no, it's, it, it gets a little, a little exhausting to have that many people. Sometimes I'll look at my phone and I'm having like six conversations and I'm like, I can't be giving any of these people the actual attention these conversations deserve. And I end up giving like bad responses and it's like, I could have thought about that for an extra minute, but it's like, how much time do I have? I'm still working at the time. You know what I mean? I feel like I talk to, I try to talk to a lot of people online and then I just check in with those conversations. It's just unseen. unseen. (laughs) (laughs) They don't respond to me. Yeah, (laughs) That's fucking funny. But I mean, how, how important are those conversations online anyway? You know what I mean? Um, they're supposed to fizzle out. That's the whole point. I don't know. I mean, I, I think I'm very, uh, technical and like, I generally talk to people about projects. Like I want to work with people on, on, you know, uh, on certain projects and they just, I don't know. I feel like a lot of comedians, like they big time me, even though like all the comedians I know yeah. are just local comedians. Right. Right. Like right. they're too important to like oh, speak so to me. So guys, uh, big timing means, that's a showbiz term and both of us are barely in showbiz in any way, but you know, it's, it's, it's worth, you know, it is, it is the speak of the land, but where, um, you, you kind of, you've decided this person, the, this person's relationship with you isn't going to make you any better. You have, you don't have anything to gain from talking to them. So you just kind of, you know, let them know and either ignoring them or being like, listen, I do this. But yeah, no, there, there are some personalities in the scene where they, they think they're too bad. Be- uh, they're better than you. And I'm like, no, you're not. We, we go to the same shitty open mics. We don't, you haven't done anything impressive. Maybe you open for a couple of famous people. They don't fucking know your names. <laughs> I feel like th- that it's very common for like a, a comedian to just show up on the first day and then just start telling people what comedy is and what it, it means to do comedy. And they're, and they're like quoting things that they heard Joe Rogan say. <sighs> It, like that always bugs me. Like yeah. people just show up in the art world with the, with all this arrogance right off the top of you know. What do you think that comes from? Art in general, the the this this um. So there's the celebration, right? That the the celebration of being a person. Like you're you're so damn awesome that you have to create and put things out into the world. But yeah, yeah, I I know what you're saying. Like where do you think it comes from? This whole I'm better than you, even though I haven't accomplished anything. Not just with comedy, just art in general. I think it just comes from the animal kingdom. Like the, like, Go on. A, like there's like an alpha wolf and he, he wants to fight all the other wolves and I'm, I'm better than you. I yeah. want to pass on my genes. Right. Like, I think it's like that. Like some people, they don't have skills, so they need to puff themselves up and make themselves look bigger. Call me out. Why don't you? <laughs> what? Is no, that what you do? <laughs> well, no, just as the, what do you call it? Being like uh, a lifting bro. Like that's definitely, oh. there, that's like a surface level thing of it. But there's, you know, uh, 
I, I know what you're saying, like metaphorically. Yeah. I wasn't really, I wasn't thinking of you. Like I, I, I wasn't even thinking that you lift weights, but, um, but I, I just feel like there's, we have animal instincts. Like, um, yeah. like, you know, you throw something in a dog, it just needs to chase it. Mm-hmm. And I, and like, I just feel like human beings have those similar instincts. Well, we're still animals. We're absolutely still animals. And we're trying to operate within a society that we created, but that was created by smarter people than us that, yeah, they would have been able to operate in this. Okay. But it's like, when you give us, uh, us these tools, we, we tend to revert, you know, and, and it'll come out and and whether, you know, the, the competitiveness of survival and, you know, needing to be the best, like it, it ends up showing in these weird paces. Like, ah, we're not in the forest right now, man. We're at an open mic. You don't have to big time me. You don't have to, you know what it, what it is like. Yeah. And I guess, um, yeah, it, it definitely does. Um, and it's kind of like, uh, I don't know. I feel like you can, you can ignore that sort of thing. It's not like, uh, like maybe just bringing it up like this makes it sound like it's more prevalent in my life than it actually is. But, um, but if you notice it, it's yeah. got to be somewhere. I guess it just it goes back to like that Dunning Kruger thing. Like maybe people appearing as if they they know everything, they benefit from it, so they're just gonna keep doing it. And uh, that's uh, that's how you could be become president of the United States now. You know, you just you right. act like you've been there, and you know, sign a couple sign a couple papers, and you know, make a couple appearances, and all of a sudden, you're doing it. That political theater. Hmm. Yeah, but uh. I don't want to make this about politics. I I don't talk about politics. It's like, it's dumb. everywhere. It's <laughs> everywhere right now, and I can't help it. But uh, but I, it's I talk about it. But I have to say that everything I say is. I mean, I'm I'm a stupid idiot. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I listen to smarter. Here's a funny thing. I'll listen to smart people talk about stuff, and I feel so into the converse. Like I obviously a massive podcast fan. I listen to tons of podcasts and I'll listen to them talk and talk and talk. I'll listen to an expert drone on about something for two hours and they make so much sense. Mm. And for whatever reason, my brain is like, you know that thing now. And I'll go try to talk about the same thing. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, I didn't learn anything at all. I learned. I took three hours of like, of like someone who's been studying something for 20 years. And I tried to like, as if I absorbed it all for one thing and two, if I would able to make any of the connections as if like I had actually done the research and I just end up sounding like a moron. <laughs> yeah. I always like, listen to like news stories and, and podcasts and I feel like I know these things. And then people ask me like, where did, where did you get that information? And I just can't remember. Where mm-hmm. I got and it's like, from. you don't know. Hey, get, here's a good thing to remind mm-hmm. you and remind myself of like, I'm going to stop and think about this next time. If you can't cite your source, you didn't learn it. You yeah. know what I mean? You you heard someone say it, and that means there's no way you could prove that it's a fact. <laughs> like yeah. you heard you heard somebody rattle it off of, from a book that you didn't read. <laughs> and that's why I never talk to people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but the thing is, I, one of the things about being a people person is I'm comfortable being a buffoon. Hmm. I, I you know a lot of the times I end up having you know I I'll look well I don't mind being stupid you know I I don't mind looking stupid it's like that friendliness that that starting a conversation all that a lot of it is just like i i gotta pretend i know about something for a second just to see you know um but i'm trying i I try not to be fake about it i really do love people and oh another annoying thing about it is that like some people are shit people but i love people and my gauge isn't that good because i i have to admit like my judge of character isn't always incredible because i i'm able to see the you know all this good in people it's actually not always a very helpful trait for me so so at least i guess if you're like if you just assume everybody is guilty hey you don't introduce any assholes into your life yeah i I think that being a buffoon is an important um quality in my style of comedy like i feel like um there's a this debate online about you know people should have like a message went behind their comedy or or it's not legitimate or something but i feel like there are different ways you can approach comedy mm-hmm. like you can point at the buffoonery in others or you can point at the buffoonery in, in yourself. yourself right and um and yeah i like i was on the ct comics thread and and there were all these people today that were like trying to talk about how like legitimate uh forms and like i don't know it just felt like more of that um that big time pretentiousness stuff. yeah yeah it's not necessary we're making people laugh yeah we're, we're, we're making make yourself laugh to start i mean when it when it comes down to it if, if early on it, you got to be who what you find funny you know because and then end up finding your audience maybe you never find an audience you know a, a lot of us 
most of us are never gonna end up being famous that's the that's the cold hard that's the cold hard truth of it yeah and that's something people always say like oh you're an open micer but it's like i do so many things in Mm -hmm. life and that are not gonna make me famous that i enjoy like i can't do this too Mm -hmm. just because it makes me happy right no that that's the same way like i the way i tend to look at stand-up comedy is like it's my hobby is most normal people's worst nightmare and that's why i keep on doing it you know what i mean like it's I do it as a hobby that gets me paid sometimes. Sometimes I get to work at work with semi-famous or famous people. All that's true. Mm. And I don't let that factor in a, like, you know, blow my head up where I'm like, Oh, this, this is it. This is going to be the thing that makes me, maybe I never get made fine. Am I enjoying the process? Am I enjoying doing it? That's what I care about. I, I just want to be fulfilled, you know? And, and, it's funny. I'll come off as like a Renaissance man who's not famous enough to be a Renaissance man because of all the different things I do. It's like, I don't care about the fame. You know, fame would be cool. Money would be cool. I like the fact that I get can do these things, whatever I'm able to do, especially in this pandemic world. Yeah. You know, just like like you were saying before how, you know, you do a, a bunch of different things. I'm fine with that. Just do stuff. Do yeah. stuff. And if, and if you enjoy it and you're passionate about it and adds value to your life, it's fucking great. You know? Yeah. Yeah, there always is the the jack of all trades, master of non quality. If you're if you try to do more than one art form, but uh, I don't know. I, I I like all of them, and I can't give any of them up. You know what? I I disagree with that phrase because you're a master of you. That's yeah. what you're really trying to do. When you're a jack, when you're approaching this jack of all trades nonsense, you're trying to master what it means to be yourself. Mm. You're trying to master what. I am the best Stefano Sanzo on the fucking planet. And there is another Stefano Sanzo in Italy. I'll fuck him up. No, but, but I'm saying like, I'm probably like the 20th Dan Brown. There's a lot of Dan Browns, man. <laughs> there's some stiff conference. Uh, I'm sure there's actually a few people who are famous or producers or something that are named Dan Brown. But, oh, yeah. but point being that like, I, I feel really good about the stuff that I do and I'm excited to keep doing it. Isn't that the goal? So yeah, I'm, I'm not rich. I'm not in, you know, uh, I think I think someone might look at me and say I don't have my shit together. That's you know that's their prerogative. But like, do I do I like the light life that I lead? Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, no, I I like this stuff, man. It's random, and I may never be able to assemble it in any way where I look like a master. But like, just to be able to do it is what I'm enjoying. Yeah, agreed. You know, so what's the uh this process with animation? How don't you lose your fucking mind? Because it seems so tedious. Just I, I, I'm not an artist, like a visual artist anyway. I can't draw a picture to save my life. And so you're drawing like, that's what it is, just making pictures move, right? You draw a bunch of pictures. Like, how do you yeah. do it? It depends. Like, there's certain parts of it that are much different. Like, there are parts where I can make a 3D sculpture of the studio, for example. Which you have. And I can, and I'm drawing people. But, the, and that I can just listen to a podcast. I can just listen to music. So that's not as mind numbing. But when... I'm lip syncing what the characters are saying. Like I have, there are like nine mouth positions. There's like mouth closed for B and mm. there's like teeth together for ch and s. And like when I'm, when I'm lip syncing, I'm just like taking tiny segments of audio that are like one twelfth of a second. And I'm matching, like I'll basically draw a bunch of these mouth positions and I'll make a pile of them. And then I'll just be, uh, matching a pile them. of mouth positions sounds like a nice party. Am I right? Am yeah. I right? All right, oh, go yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just make up like a bunch of copies and they'll yeah. be in a row and I'll just drag them to, to the 12th of a second where they're making that sound. Right. And that can be mind numbing because it's just like, yeah, that sounds like my nightmare that, that sound, I would never want to do something like that. Go on. That's the worst part of it. Yeah. Now, have you developed this method yourself or did you look, I'm obviously there's a fair amount of YouTube involved. But like this well, idea of like making a stockpile of different faces, like it, 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 are you coming? Like, is there a maestro that you follow? Like, where do you get it from? Um, I started animating back in in like when I was twelve years old, so that was like before YouTube. Oh, I didn't know. I thought this was like a recent thing. Oh no, I like really. Yeah, I there back, like when I was a kid, there was this program called Disney Animation Studio, and mm-hmm. it was just like this really basic one of the first computer programs that I knew about that where you could animate and like the the file sizes had to be so small because the computers were garbage back then and all the lines were pixelated and I could only make like 15 frames of animation before the com- my computer couldn't handle it anymore so I had all these uh like really segments of really short animations and you could watch 15 seconds and then I would make another scene that was 50, 15 seconds long and then like you'd have to click on them individually and load them all up to watch oh my 15 God. seconds yeah but, 
but yeah um like and then flash i don't know i just kind of figured it out myself mostly i did have a i did have a um a, a book called the, that came with the Disney animation studio where they would teach you different techniques. Like they'd teach you what, like the pencil test was, what ink and paint was. What's the pencil test? Basically um, the pencil test is when you draw, every, you draw all the movements out in pencil first. Like they, they reference pre-computer techniques where people would, uh, they draw the animation on a piece of paper and then they would flip the page back and forth to see the movements. And then, um, uh, and then basically they would put like a piece of plastic over that and then they'd ink over the lines to make them permanent and color it in. I'm I'm like crawling out of my skin you describing this process cuz I'm what I need to always be moving I, I I that would make me feel like I was wearing handcuffs you know what I mean like that just like something so tedious so and I respect it you know some people have to be able to do it but it's really grueling until you see the finished product like it's like a lot of work and then you don't really get any satisfaction until you see the final thing done so it's like you really have to uh just stay your impulses and um and you know like just you just have to know that the more work you put into it the more the better the final product is going to be stay your impulses yeah now is that something that you just apply to animation because that is a pretty cool concept that i don't hear throw thrown around a lot you know to ignore your to avoid what you naturally want to do, what you're naturally inclined to do, and just get it done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's something people probably uh, deal with a lot. Like even even apes. Like I've seen so many documentaries about apes where, um, like they they do these tests on monkeys where like the like a monkey could have like uh, I, I'm not sure exactly all the details, but there have been tests that show where um, if they take you know a, a lower amount of a, of a treat or something they'll get rewarded later on like I, I don't know i just feel like that's something that that humans generally have to deal with like we all we all want our, our stuff now yeah well i mean especially now instant gratification is just so prevalent in our society we we discovered it we we, we took that drug and now everyone's just tra- chasing the dragon and trying to make things faster and faster and more and more instant it's like yeah nothing needs to be faster there's nothing that needs to be more on demand and i know that corporate uh, corporate pressure and improving every year and making you know uh, making your stockholders more m- more money you know all we could do is make things faster but it's like how how much more instant access to dopamine do we need than opening up your cell phone and and it's just like it, this needs to be faster now we need the 5g because it's a split second faster and my browser will open up a tiny little bit faster and my phone will operate a little bit better but it's like we're all such pigs we're all such pigs. We're all such addicts for for sugar and 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 lights, <laughs> yeah. screens, all these things. Like, yeah, they definitely they do make animation uh, a, sort of difficult because I could be watching a movie, I could be watching, uh, you know, I could be playing a computer game, but but like choosing not to do those things and to be sitting for hours at a computer desk that's very difficult sometimes and i often like i don't always have the enthusiasm to uh to sit down and put all that work in but it's just like i gotta just control myself like like i don't know just control those impulses i guess i i like that you describe what most people would call motivation as enthusiasm because uh that is a lot of the times that it is just being excited about something that's like that's my whole I wouldn't say brand, but my whole ethos. Yeah, I guess brand. Everything about me really just comes down to enthusiasm. I, I do most most things that I approach, I do it enthusiastically. I'm just excited to do it. Half of that is my genuine interest in in the thing because that's how I like to experience life. The other half is a horrible untreated ADHD, but uh, it it ends up working out for me. But, um, you know, a lot because in the past, people have asked me, like, how I stay motivated for certain things, you know, maybe like last year when like maybe they were tracking me with the marathon or something like that. But like, it's just I'm excited to do the thing. So like you acknowledge or, or do you acknowledge that motivation and enthusiasm are the same thing or do you see them like separate? Hmm. I mean, only because the way that you worded it, it's like you used it in place of You could be motivated motivation. in that, like, if somebody came with a gun to your head and he's like, you better pay me this money or I'm going to uh, blow your brains out. Like, I don't think I... I mean, maybe you would be enthusiastic. It would be, yeah, it would be pretty cool to be able to incite that on yourself, turn that kind of uh, 
use that kind of motivation, like have access to that, not mm -hmm. really have someone hold a gun to your head. But if you were able to set yourself to that extreme of purpose anytime, like, all right, I, I need to take the garbage out. I'm turning on my life or death. <laughs> and I think some people actually have that. I think I kind of do some similar things like that because like when I talk, when I think about recording music, I'm just, I'm going to be like, you're 41. Nobody gives a shit about anything you have to contribute musically. And, and it's like the older you get, the less they're going to care about it. So it's just like, you need to get your stuff recorded and do it. And like, like I threaten myself like that sometimes. And, um, I mean, there are other things that I, that, that age is not a factor in, but as far as music goes, I'm just like, nobody, nobody's going to give a crap about you. You crusty old piece of garbage. And then, uh, so yeah, I guess I forced myself to do stuff through threats. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, now I know how these wheels turned. I always knew there was something to it, but actually, I mean, that, that works. Like, uh, I, I go through all different styles of motivation for myself. Um, I find that self love is kind of the one that's most, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, not recyclable. Um, sustainable. There it is. Uh, the one that's most sustainable is self-love. But sometimes I'll just like, hey, listen, you fucking pussy. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm more like, listen, fucking pussy. Like that's yeah, my school yeah. of thought. Is like, it it comes. It, it's I have access to it when I need it. But you were saying, um, yeah, I'm just I thrive on negativity. Okay, that works. <laughs> I mean, that works, man. It whatever gets you going. You seem you you seem to understand, you know, a little bit about how your engine works, which I think is important. But um, you know, don't uh, don't. Uh, it's like you could use negativity as a fuel. I just like you need to be careful about you know still loving the vehicle that you're doing it with. Basically, like you know, don't hate yourself. Just like, but it's so easy to. Hate I, know, I know, I know, so I know. I fucking hate you. No. <laughs> You are all the worst, the worst, man. I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think if I'm ever positive about. <laughs> That's it. The whole sentence. <laughs> Am I ever positive? I mean, I if I if I hear that I do a good job, but I feel like if you're too satisfied with yourself, then there's no reason to keep trying and keep learning. Whoa, I like that. If you're too satisfied with yourself, there's no reason to keep trying. Yeah. And that actually goes back to what we were saying earlier about people who think they know it all. Yeah. It's the same thing that people who think they've accomplished everything. Um, you, you know, you can't be. Yeah. Yeah. No, you have to have that a little bit of that. Like, I'm not satisfied yet. You yeah. know, it's not it's 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 not which goes against against maybe the entire brand of the show. But like, you know, as far as like, yeah, there's 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 a little work to be done, basically. Oh, yeah. But yeah, no, no. People. uh say people like as if i never do it but this uh oh yeah i criticize people for doing things that i'm guilty of it's me i'm i'm people by the way guys anytime <laughs> anytime i reference people like i'm not i'm not above or better than them i am them yeah. <laughs> that whole uh that whole boogeyman concept of like they they you know well you know what they say or know what they did well it was because of them or or people it's but when it comes down to it i feel like every time people when, when we do that we're it's just a projection of our own like are you, are you not contributing to this problem as well? Like I've seen people who've uh, been talking lately about how, how much, you know, how Facebook, it's nothing but arguing or, or, you know, how divided we all are. I'm like, all right, how are you contributing to that? You're saying you're not part of the divisiveness, right? Do you follow anybody who has a different way of thinking? Would you ever listen to a conversation of someone with the opposite beliefs? When was the last time you hurled an insult at someone? Cause they didn't think the same way as you. I'm like, hmm. so are you maybe part of the problem? <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm a cancer on Oh my god. Society. Oh yeah. Yeah, you're 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 over you're um uh you're a polyp and you're looking at all the <laughs> other polyps and you're like, "Look at these sick fucking cancerous nodes just feeding off the back of society." I'm like, "No, you're also killing society, man." And there's it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to change your ways because we're kind of I was born into a society. I don't think I wanted to like just to go start living in the woods. I don't know what I would do to correct it, but as far as like contributing, you just but. gotta be. You just gotta focus on like less disastrous diseases. Like if I could be the common cold and not a cancer in someone's down downstairs area, right? Then I'm doing well in life. I yeah, think. it's true. I would way rather just be like the sniffles than dick cancer for Hell sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, that's a really. I guess that is a decent way to put it. It's like I know that me being born is going to have a negative effect on the world <laughs> just because humans are very destructive in nature living in a society you're you're going to go through a lot of garbage i don't care how sustainable 
uh, you know, how much you recycle, how much, you know, how much you think you're, you're not contributing to greenhouse gases. We, we do, we, we do a lot of damage in this world. And then also on a social level, just entering people's lives and giving people more problems to deal with. Like you're, you're going to be a bit of a, a dick. You're going to be a bit of a burden to people no matter what. So like try to be as little of a burden as possible. And maybe at one point you'll actually help people out a little, you yeah, know, maybe, maybe, but I don't know. Up until now, I'm just talking into mics and trying to trying to believe that uh, trying to believe that I will have some kind of an impact. I don't. Th- this is the thing I think I need to be doing right now. Just talking to people, talking to people, and having people listen to me talk. <laughs> is that? And, and I'm like, ah, oh, God, is this the ego talking? Probably, but. Well, I mean, you know, I'm sure you're. Uh, I mean, you you definitely have a positive outlook, and I'm I'm sure that affects people pretty in a positive way. So yeah. I should hope so. Um, you know, I'm trying to think about your, my, my own or your Im- impact on the world, but, uh, are there any other new, I don't know how, you know what? Holy shit. It's like, I've been having this whole conversation. I forgot to do like my whole, the whole thing that makes my show, my show. What makes you happy? <laughs> this is probably the latest that's ever come into a conversation, but we were just, is that good or bad? <laughs> no, no. Just like I completely neglect, neglected it. Well, cause you know, what makes me happy? Um, what gets you out of bed? Also, I always follow that up with. But yeah, what makes you happy? I oh, don't. I oh don't, boy. <laughs> I don't know if I'm a happy person. Like, That's not what I asked, and I don't expect. And I because being a happy person is also bullshit. It's uh, it, happy as a as a fleeting feeling. Anybody who believes they're a happy person more than likely is mentally ill. <laughs> like I think laughing, like just making people laugh, and yeah. having people la- make me laugh. Um, yeah, that, and I feel like people like my family. I guess. Um, yeah, I don't. I th- I feel like that that's the only thing that makes me happy. But a lot of the time, there are times when I'm just like mellow, or like if I'm just sitting with a guitar in my hands, I'm not really happy. But I feel like I'm in that sort of flow Content, state. Yeah, that's what I was getting at before. But like people who say they're happy, like, and I don't. There's nothing wrong with saying that you're happy. The point. I'm just like, as far as like being, uh, using your words in a way that's like truthful, uh. You're not happy all the time. Even if you say you're happy, maybe you're happy often. Like myself, I am happy often. And I'll, I'll tell people that I'm happy. You know, I'm being a big fucking hypocrite over here. But point being that what in reality, I'm content all the time. And happy comes a little bit easier to me because it's easier to go from content to happy than depressed to happy. You know, it's, a, it's, it's not as big of a jump. So I know what you mean about that flow state that like, I'm not fucking happy right now, but I'm good. Yeah, I feel like I just go through most of life in at a state of emotionlessness, like Mr. Spock from Star Trek. Oh. And I just kind of like, uh, yeah, just v- I feel very few emotions, but I also don't feel a lot of anger, I guess. That's good. Yeah. I think that's really important. I think there's some uh, uh, aspiring Buddhists who would probably envy where where you're at yeah you should join my my cult where you we i talk would talk about mr spock i would join the fuck out of your cult you sound like you'd have a really fun cult yeah that's kind of maybe that's the vibe i always got from you there's something more to whatever uh whoever dan brown is i can never really put my finger on it but you'd have a pretty cool cult man it'd be all creatives right Hell yeah i wouldn't even try to sleep with people's wives which is all literally where all they all went wrong but like yeah, yeah. <laughs> And you know, maybe maybe no, none of the murder, or none of the force. You yeah, know. I, I don't. You don't need to commit suicide in right. my cult, dude. Fucking sign me up. You yeah. know, <laughs> really. You and Darren Seacrest and me. Yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, that'd be fucking fun. I don't. I definitely would not want to be a cult leader. I would, um, because the power would go to my head real quick. I know for a fact. I would just, <laughs> if I had people who were religiously. Uh, you know, saw me as like a religious deity. I would, I don't know. I guess I would just for, because it wouldn't be anything evil. I wouldn't do anything evil with it. But like, when you have that kind of power, you know, it's hard not to. It. I imagine it would be really weird. Like for people, for somebody that's self-aware, you'd be constantly telling yourself, "Do I have the knowledge to give to advise these people?" Like, I, I, I don't know. I feel like anybody who um, kind of respects their own boundaries or is aware of their own boundaries would be like, I. I know I'm kind of an expert in some subjects. Like I don't, I, I don't think I, I think I would rather be Merlin than I, than King Arthur because which oh, one was Merlin? He was the wizard. He wasn't the king. He was like he would give him advice. Like Merlin, you advice. do look kind of like a wizard. Well, thank You're you. You're a beardless wizard. 
That's, that's oh, who you are. Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> See, yeah, the fact that you take that as like such a compliment means that you, that you need to you need to explore this wizard. Yeah, <laughs> this, I mean, this wizard idea more. All the stress is resting on the king's shoulders. It's true. He, but Mer- Merlin, he gets to go up in his tower and read a lot of books and and think think about more interesting things. The king's over there, like probably stressed out of his mind. When I was a kid, I've got an owl on my shoulder. <laughs> when uh, when I was a kid. I I was tasked with doing a book report and my mother and I went to the library. I decided I wanted to do the book report on King Arthur. And that was when I had found out that King Arthur wasn't real. <laughs> and then I, how did you handle it? Well, it, it was maybe like the first time in my life I could really point to myself realizing I was stupid. Like like maybe oh, I had to be, I, I hope it was eight or younger. I really do. It could have been a little bit older than that, but like, I guess we had both, you know, you hear King Arthur and it just sounds, it sounds like another king Man. and you don't realize like, yeah, no, he's like, right. That was, that he, he wasn't real. Right. It depends on how much you know about King Arthur. Like, cause if you like, what did you know? Like, what? nothing. I think I just knew a name. Okay. Then why is that silly? It's just when you go to a place of knowledge and you're looking for a, like a biography on King Arthur. I mean, it, I feel like everybody probably has a, a moment like that where, you know, you make assumptions in life and then. They're silly. Like I've heard people talk about how they they are unicorns real animals. Like I've always I've heard that question quite the, a few times. The funny thing about unicorns is that they're not real, and platypuses are. Yeah. But like if you were if just based on the rules of reality that we understand, it makes way more sense that a unicorn would exist than a platypus. Hell yeah. Right. I think platypuses are also poisonous. Yeah, the male ones. I think they have a poisonous barb on the back of their heel. Why do they have so many fucking things going? Just leftover parts. I don't know. It's like the greediest animal. There's no reason to to have the body of an otter, the the mouth of a duck. The it's all it's so strange. And then meanwhile, you're telling me a, a horse with a, an antler in the middle of its head. We have deer. Deer exist. Those are you know those have more points in their head than a unicorn. Hell yeah. Right. So like. It's just not that crazy that a unicorn would exist. It makes sense. It's like right? the most modest murder ungulate. Oh, that was such a beautiful sentence. Modest murder ungulate. That'd be a oh, fun yeah. band name. But um, yeah. Yeah, it really is. Like, I don't even think they actually have magical powers. I think that it's just a, a horse with a horn in its head. Don't they, don't they, when you saw off a unicorn's horn, don't you grind it up into a powerful aphrodisiac? What the fuck is wrong with you, man? That's You're psycho. <laughs> I I'm just I feel like I was told that. Well, no, no, you're right. The the uh, most cultures, especially like Eastern cultures, there's weird stuff about certain parts of the animal. You grind them up and it'll give you a hard on or something. Oh, so yeah. I could imagine in the world where unicorns actually exist, that horn would probably possess some serious uh, serious properties. I feel like I've seen movies about like reattaching unicorn horns, and like I don't know. I mean. Yeah, they're they're fantasy, obviously, but they're but they have rules. Like they're like uh, like dwarves aren't really real, but there are rules in the fantasy world that dictate how dwarves behave. Isn't that strange? How like we you you say something that isn't supposed to exist, but you know everything about it in a factual way. Yeah. Like what are some what are some, you were saying gnomes right? Dwarves. Dwarves. Sorry, dwarves. You know, midgets. But no, no. Oh no, no. Those are actually the real ones. Sorry, but the the like yeah they they like well we we could differentiate a dwarf from a gnome even though you know what i mean like they they they're two completely separate things even though they're kind of in the same <laughs> same wheelhouse yeah as well as elves also also just another we know they're supposed to have pointy ears we know they're supposed to live in the woods uh they some of them deliver presents yes or make presents rather. some of them make shoes and i think making cookies in, in a tree is i think that's solely uh uh a thing made by a brand. I don't. I'm. I'm not sure outside of uh, Toll House. Is it Toll House? Who who makes who? Keebler who's the elves? Keebler. There you go. Keebler. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like how how much? Like I feel like I have a certain threshold for talking about elves. Like the like the like. I think if we're just talking about them in passing, I'll talk about I'll talk about some elves. Yeah. yeah but yeah. It, but, it, but like the other day on the internet, I was listening to this music and it like I like movie soundtracks and I was listening to this this like some kind of weird soundtrack that had to do with fantasy and I was reading the comments on YouTube and these people were just getting like furious elf lore yeah, yeah. they're furious about the traits of like dwarves and elves and I was like ugh yeah, I mean, none, of this, 
none of this is real, guys. I agree. Uh, when it comes to uh, fantasy, there there has to be like a certain level that you tolerate before you're like, I'm not. None of us are actually learning. We're yeah. not doing any real research. I don't these, think any of these people were writing a book. Like, no, <laughs> I'm not sure any of these people could read. No, yeah. <laughs> like, like it's uh, and and like there was this there was this online trend for a, a couple of years of girls like calling themselves mermaids and doing like a mermaid aesthetic and just they would have it in their like twitter bios and shit too and it's like mermaids have a fish tail and a girl's upper body and and that's it there's really nothing else to them there's some old <laughs> sailor stories that are kind of cool about them but like we're not going any further that it's it's such a like it's such a pass or just like a tail like it, it, it's supposed to be you mention mermaids and you're done with it you can't just like keep on talking about them i don't want there to be books about mermaids right like, oh. it's just too much. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, that it, are sirens one. mermaids? Oh, geez. Um, no, sirens are, are... I think Aren't they in the desert? I wouldn't know. They're, Odysseus, uh, when he was sailing around in, in, um, in the Odyssey, he, he like, um, had this, his men tie, himself to, tie him to the mast, and they all had to plug up their ears so that he, so that he could listen to the siren song and... But the crewmen wouldn't hear it, so they wouldn't be drawn to the rocks in the ocean where they were and crash the ship into the into the ocean. Yeah. So so they're definitely ocean things, but um, I I, I don't know what in like in, in what capacity they're supposed to exist. I don't. I mean, we were talking earlier about like being stupid. We don't even know these fantasy traits. Like, we, <laughs> I'm not even uh, I'm not even sure. How did we get back on that topic? That's fine. I don't know. We just started talking about elves and then it snowballed. It was fun. Well, I mean, this is the whole thing. There's no, it's like, we're, we're trying to rediscover what to do with our minds now that it's like, it can't be jokes all the time. You know, there's, there's no stand up comedy to write. To. Like I have a, sh- I, do you have any shows coming up? Like, um, I have a show in December, but that's right. That's what I'm saying. Are. I have one in the end of November and that's it. It's yeah. like, I, you know, I did one backyard show, which was kind of cool. I need to like do was, one of those still. Yeah. It was kind of cool to like be in front of people and, um, and, and, you know, and just try out my jokes again. But then again, like, I don't know. I, it's, I don't think I really ever got a lot of shows. Like I'd get like one show a month before the pandemic, maybe two. That's true. If I'm lucky. Right. I was, so, I'm kind of in the same wheelhouse. Yep. So, uh, you know, it was nice. You know, I like I like going out and and doing comedy, but but at the same time, I don't I'm, I don't want to be irresponsible. So I guess I don't mind it too much if as long as I go once in a while. Right. But um, yeah, I've I went to a few open mics and they were pretty nice. But uh, yeah. So Dan, uh, rolling rolling up to the to the end of this over here. Um, I hope I think you've listened to a couple episodes. You might know yeah. this one's coming up. I listened to a couple of them. I listened to the Chris Sear one. Oh, I enjoyed that one. So I listened much. to uh the uh. Was it the one, the lady who made like stuff out of garbage? Yeah, yeah, yeah that, was, that was cool. I was looking at her art, and it was oh, pretty amazing. She's a fantastic artist. Hell she's yeah. really the shit. But uh, ask all my guests, you know, um, the, this podcast, you'll be able to listen to it hopefully forever, uh, even if I were to stop doing it. So I'd like to think we're speaking into infinity, and I offer you just to end the episode a chance to speak something into infinity, a little something to remember, old weird fun Dan Brown by. Um keep on trucking and uh, not only that but uh keep on laughing is that, is that positive <laughs> you don't have to be positive you just have to speak who you are man just keep on trucking keep on trucking sounds good brother uh thank you very much for coming by please plug your uh social media stuff i, I would say shows but like neither of us have shows to do um on twitter i am at ghosty films and on youtube i'm just ghosty films and uh, I'm all, I have an Instagram account, but I don't usually use it. It's it's also at Ghosty Films. <laughs> Good brand consistency. Yeah. As always, guys, you can follow me at Stefabro ninety three on Instagram at Stefabro on Twitter. Twitter's been blowing up lately. That's pretty cool. Um, for some unfiltered, uh, idiotic thoughts. And uh, yeah, that's it for today. I don't need to plug anything else. Um, you good on it? Yeah, I think so. Very cool. And as always, everybody, drink more water and be nicer to each other. Yay. Woo!